0: Hi everybody, uh, welcome back. Uh, if you've been listening to, the, to this podcast, the first series we had was about mountaineering. And um, we're gonna switch gears now and talk about scuba diving, uh, a topic that I'm way more familiar than mountaineering. Uh, if you listen to uh, any of the, the podcasts about it, um, you will learn that uh, I just started doing it about nine months ago. Um, absolutely from scratch. I had no previous knowledge of any mountaineering, or, nor I was good at, um, at endurance um, you know, fitness training. Um, scuba diving is different. Um, I've been doing it for many years. I'm actually a certified uh, dive master, uh, rescue diver as well uh, from uh, PADI, and um, I've been diving in many different countries, uh, out in the open water, in caves, uh, you know, lakes, uh, you name it. So super excited to talk about this, how you can get started with it. Um, I'm gonna just kick it off with this very first short episode about some of the requirements, uh, how it's fundamentally different from many other activities, in the sense that you need to have a formal certification to start diving, it's not like, um, for instance, I'm going to pick on mountaineering again. When you can choose a mountain, get a guide, and yes, you can have and you should have, um, uh, you know, doing courses. You should have courses about mountaineering, how to do it, etc. But you, you essentially can do it without any previous formal certification. While scuba diving won't happen right there's no um there's no way you can get in the water without the proper certification from one of the agencies right there are many out there there is PADI, there's sdi uh, tdi there are other more um i'll say even more advanced like GUE, um, which i strongly recommend by the way these guys are awesome uh, but the point is, you need to get the open water certification prior to engage in any scuba diving activity. Um, and I, of course, I don't only really recommend you do it, it's mandatory. But um, if you are into it, uh, I again, and once you've done it, uh, then you can start planning some very cool adventures uh, and places to dive. I'm going to specifically cover in this series uh, the Blue Hole in Egypt. Blue Hole in Egypt is known to be the deadliest diving site in the world. There are um, arguably between 150 and 200 um, deaths in the last, I don't know, 20 years. Uh, It's not really well recorded. Um, but it is by far the deadliest place, and I'm going to talk a little bit about why it's considered to be the deadliest place in the next episode, and then um, what you need to do to get there, right? to, to do that dive um, safely, of course, and enjoy it. Uh, so again about scuba diving is something you like to do go look for a local dive shop Um, i'm going to talk a little bit about the dive shops and my experience with dive shops right now because it is important to get this started and then the next years i'm going to cover more specifics about you know diving and the planning and then how you can do something like the blue hole safely so just to based on my experience um dive shops unfortunately and this may not resonate well with a lot of people, but my experience is, generally speaking, dive shops are not very good in terms of safety and, and, and equipment and even service. I've dived in, I don't know, maybe five, six countries, uh, in Europe, right, in in the Middle East, in the Americas. Um, I still haven't dived in Asia, but I would be surprised if um, what I find there is fundamentally different than what I've been finding even in the U.S. In some of the very large dive operations uh, in Florida, for instance, I found that um, the guides are not well prepared. Sometimes the equipment is lacking proper maintenance or it's just old. Um, And there's overall... um, lack of planning on the dives that unfortunately that's my experience uh in you know if you go from greece to israel uh to some countries in in europe uh all the way to the americas unfortunate um i i don't know exactly why that happens but it's something that as you just get your open water certification you will probably not notice Uh, all the risks and everything that is sort of missing and and lacking in terms of service and training and and lack of um, preparedness of those centers and the guides. But once you progress, like I did, to more advanced levels of diving, and after I became became a dive master, I now see, um, which is sort of scary, right? You see everything that is wrong. I'm not saying I know it all. On the contrary, right? I don't, I don't have that much experience as a dive master, but perhaps that's that helps me, right? Keep things into perspective and remember uh, more freshly about the procedures and the risks and, and how things should be conducted. So word of advice, if, if you start diving, select your center very carefully. Um, look you know, for reviews. Don't go for just the the bigger is better uh, or they seem to have the nicest boat or the best equipment. Um, Really look under the surface. Spend time trying to find, you know, a good shop and a good center that's going to provide you a safe experience. Um, One thing that I've done over the last years is kind of read through a, a series of accidents and, and things that should not have happened in diving, as part of my own training, and, and in the list is really long. And you and you start, you start learning about um, all the the things that went wrong, or and then you start thinking about things that could have gone wrong in your own dives, right? I had dives, for instance, where I ran out of air at a very, um, at about twenty-five meters which is deep, right? We're talking about 100 feet, 90 feet, right? Um, And I just ran out of air. Um, It was my mistake at the beginning. Um, One thing in diving is any other activity, but in diving, particularly small mistakes or small um, failures in the equipment or anything that happens to you tends to grow exponentially as you dive, right? So a small little problem that you say, you know what, I'm going to handle this becomes a huge problem in the end. Um, So I ran out of air and, you know, and and clearly my guide could not care less. Uh, And I'm like, okay, what do I do now, right? So we end up sharing air. But again, even the procedure to do this, it was completely, completely wrong. I didn't know better. It was my sixth or seventh dive, right? So I'm like, okay, I guess this is how it is. Um, And then as I learned myself and I became better, and more informed, I, I figured out like, oh my God, right? This is exactly not. This how how not uh, a situation like that should have been, um, should have been performed. So anyway, um, that's my most important advice I think about diving is pick your guides, pick your center very carefully, and assume for a start. And this is something nobody has ever told me. And yet, to this day, nobody says it. I don't know why, but uh, maybe it's just my experience. <laughs> but assume that 90% of the dive centers out there are not going to be up to the, to the standard, right? That is held by their own agencies. So go with that assumption in. do your research, uh, even, even as, as you get your open water certification. But even after that, when you're planning trips, Always, always do a very thorough research. That is, again, the first and most important advice I have to give you guys. And uh, in the next steps, in the next episodes, actually, I am going to cover sort of the what what is needed to do some diving adventures. How can you do it safely? And I'm going to aim towards the blue hole because it has the reputation of being a very Um, uh, dangerous place which is not if you follow all the procedures and it can become like an amazing dive probably one of the best dives in my life in terms of marine life um, and all the you know the colors that you that I saw there Um, so it's pretty amazing but it has to be done safely until the next one looking forward to talk about diving uh, very very shortly have a good one guys